everyone, and welcome to the Bit Effect. Today, we are lost in random. Uh, joining me today on our journey through random are my two good companions, Craig Dicey. Five. And Luke, random cards. Six. <laughs> Damn it, Luke, you win. You beat me on that uh, roll. <laughs> hi. All right, so uh, I'm really excited to talk about this game because this was a shot in, literally a shot in the dark on, okay, this is going to be a good pair up with Alice. And it turns out it kind of is. So Craig. Why don't you read the stats and we will get into this. Yeah, sure thing. So, Lost and Random, it was developed by Zoink, uh, published by Electronic Arts. Um, it was released on Windows, Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S, all on the same date, it looks like, which is the 10th of September 2021. It's an action-adventure game, and it's in the third person, and it's cute and lovely. It, it, okay. Uh, so none of us have history with this because, well, it, it just came out a little while ago. Mm -hmm. But there is the developer Zoink. Does anybody have any kind of history with these guys? Yes, I do, for once. Like, I, I, I like some of the later games. Uh, Stick It to the Man and Flippin' Death being two standout games. I played Flippin' Death specifically before I play, played Lost in the Random, and it is it's amazing as far as, you know, 2D platforming, puzzly type things go. It's hilarious. It's just so funny. Uh, so I had a, like a newfound, a newfound respect for Zoink after playing Stick It to the Man and Flipping Death. And then I came into Lost and Random, and I was like, this, I didn't expect this at all. This is this is totally it's in 3D, and it, there's dice, and it's weird turn-based type thing. Like I totally didn't know what to expect because in my head I'd built this up to be like it's just like a. Um, spiritual successor to Alice, but it's it's not it's its own thing. So yes, history with Zoink, but it just threw me off for the rest of this. Yeah, same with me. Um, I got Stick It to the Man when I think it was one of the first Plus games on PlayStation Four. Um, and like everybody, there was <laughs> either you didn't have enough money or enough time, or there was a game drought for me anyway uh, of games I could afford. So this came out, and I, I just loved it. I didn't expect much of it, so. Uh, when Craig said these was, was the same developers, I was really, really looking forward to playing it. How about you, Dev? I have not played anything from these guys ever. I I know of them like intellectually. It's like, oh yeah, I know those are the guys that did like Faye and stuff that I just learned twenty seconds ago. <laughs> but yeah, that was it. Like I didn't know this. These were the Stick It to the Band guys or the uh, Flipping Death until Craig mentioned playing Flipping Death, which I haven't played. And I'm not sure if I'm going to like, but Craig's like, it's really good. So I'm going to have to try it at some point. Uh, yeah, this... God. I was just saying, I look, I look forward to talking to you about it. Maybe not recording about it, but definitely a wee chat about it. Because I, I I love it. I, I think it was fantastic. Like, I genuinely think it was fantastic. <laughs> we'll do a special show for the premium subscribers. Oh. Oh. The ones that are just me and you. Yeah, no, uh, one's, no, one, no one else is going to uh, listen to that. Nope. <laughs> Okay, so uh, one of the things I want to talk about that really jumped out at me when I first saw the trailer, because this was one of those games where I just saw a trailer and went, dude, Craig, take a look at this. We need to do this. Uh, because like Craig said, it's got just those Alice vibes to it 
for me. And that's why we decided to pair it up. Um, art style is super unique here. What do you guys have in terms of thoughts on the art style? Have you guys ever seen the film Coraline? Because to me, it looks like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I got that even in the notes. I'm like, oh, it looks like a Leica film. Yeah. I, uh, I'm with uh, Kubo, I think, being my favorite of those. But Paranorman's really good, too. Yeah, yeah, I had the exact same thoughts. Very Leica, very st- almost stop-motion. It's not quite stop-motion, but almost stop-motion-y. The same kind of look, feel to it. The same kind of detail in the right places. It was very, very cool. Um, did you also know that Like is the name of the the Russian dog that went into space? I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I thought his name was Sergeant Pupperton or something like that. Really <laughs> very sound Russian. Like a good name. <laughs> Sergeant Pupperton. Okay, so, sorry, Sar- Comrade Popinski. Something like that <laughs> would have been a better name for him. Okay. <laughs> um, one of the things that really jumped out to me was the character designs, because boy, these are some really grotesque but still cute character designs. It's definitely a like, Tim Burton vibe, eh? like. <laughs> I know, right? Like the, the, that card guy opened up, and you're like, "Whoa, okay." There's a lot of things going on with your face, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or um, uh, Seymour with just just that design. I really liked how kind of gross this game's looks without looking like I have no mouth and I'm a scream where you're just like Ugh. Uh, out of curiosity did that turn you guys off at all or did you still feel that cute no. coming through I I loved that it. It, it aligned itself very quickly with me with like Psychonauts in terms of yeah. weird, weird looking big heads but no one's, no one's similar like in Psychonauts all the kids look different they've got gigantic heads or eyes or ears or a long neck but they all look unique and individual and this has that same thing like you say Seymour looks like this and the card guy is just weird looking and then you manage the queen the queen has is like a dead sharp looking tall scary woman and the nanny oh, I love woman the is, queen design. you know I, I just think it's it's a really good it's a really good thing. Another place where I it remind me of was Box Trolls. If you've ever seen, it's a Leica film, Box Trolls, where oh, everyone yeah. has that same aesthetic. It's ve- it's a good film, but it's it's very much the same, and it it gives it a kind of it makes it feel like a good fleshed out place when there's that much detail put into lots of different character models. I think it's it's really worth it. And here and like like here's the thing, right? Like it's made in Unity. So it's not super detailed graphics-wise, but the art style really pulls it through to where I had no problems. It's almost like like it was designed with, okay, we can use Unity. Uh, these look good in it. Like, I couldn't imagine this in, like, an Unreal Engine. Ugh, jeez. Everything looks slimy. Um, but, yeah, I think they really used the Unity Engine to their advantage in terms of what it can do. Um, it's not like it, it's not what like it, technically excellent, is it? It's just got such a unique no. design that it's a sort of thing. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna age poorly. I think. Yeah, it wouldn't win any best graphics, and des- but it would win good art design awards. Yeah. Um. All right. So we haven't talked yet about how this game actually plays. Who wants to describe the combat system in this game? Uh, sure, I'll do it. Because I'd say that's the real hook here. Yeah, uh, so so basically, you it's, it's kind of like a deck builder with a bit of action RPG in it, I guess. So basically, you play as um, Even, and 
all she has is a little slingshot and a dice. And as the game progresses, you your dice gets more powerful and you can do higher rolls. To power up your to power up your dice, you basically shoot blue orbs with your slingshot off of enemies or off of the environment. And once you've collected enough blue orbs, that unlocks a card uh, until your hand is full. So I think you can hold four or five cards once your hand's full. And then you basically press Y, everything goes into slow motion. Or uh, Sorry, I was playing on Xbox, so it would be triangle if you are playing That's on fine. PlayStation. <laughs> um, everything goes in slow motion, and then you can play your cards, and you get different skills, so you can drop like um, almost like tower defense cannons that will shoot in that direction. You can drop bombs that you can shoot at, uh, arm at any time, or an enemy can hit them and that alarm them. You can you can shoot um you can get like a, a bow that you can then shoot ranged or you can you can get a spear or a sword or a hammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all have limited use, but then that gives you enough power and damage to kill some enemies but also get your next hand of cards. Um I think that's essentially it, unless I've missed anything, guys. No, that's a no, that's a pretty good yeah. thing. Um the the deck building end of this is the one that I had the least amount of interest in. Like I'm not a huge deck builder guy. Are either of you guys? Yeah, I, I as soon as I figured out what was going on, I went immediately went into Gwent mode. <laughs> like after every battle, I was adjusting what cards. Once I had like thirty cards, I was ju- I was adjusting what was in the deck, and I was like really proper getting into it. I, I really liked it. Yeah, once I found the combo of the uh, screamers plus the you play this, and anytime an enemy loses a crystal, it damages them. Yep, yep. I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm oh, good. Did that? I got this. Did that stack? I didn't realize that. I never tried that one. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of really cool combos you can do. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm quite into. I got really into card building games with. I played a little bit of Hearthstone, but I wasn't very good at it. But uh, Slay the Spire, just yeah, wow, that game like hooked hooked me. So very very good game. Um, well worth checking out if you're into that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I I kind of dabbled and found the hand that worked for me, but didn't really experiment beyond that. So it's cool to hear there's like things I missed because I I didn't even think about associating the screamer so the screamer for anybody that hasn't played it basically you drop like a it's like a little is it an oob or a blue yeah, it's an oob. That, yeah. Yep. yeah um and if you shoot it or if an enemy hits it screams which makes them the enemies drop all their crystals in a radius so um but i hadn't appreciated that if you <laughs> use the damage thing which i had just been using with the bow and arrow or the slingshot so if you shoot 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 an enemy with the with that power enabled you do a little bit of damage but also get some orbs pretty quick which is good so cool mm, yeah um, yeah and it's it's oh, god god Craig. no i was just like i i appreciated combos but i've i went down a very odd route and i was more of late you know like bombs and lasers and traps yeah so i went down that kind of quite defensively type way and I, that blows my mind the crystal thing is i'm like oh yeah. smarty <laughs> pants they are <laughs> I am, um, yeah, I'm very much, uh, do you guys have a weapon of choice? I was very much the spear. Like, it was it was always the spear once I got it. Yeah, the spear or the bow and arrow for me. I was the bow and arrow. Almost always the bow and arrow. Uh, the spear was the pokey-pokey amazingness of, you know, what spears normally are. Um, the swords, I, I, didn't, I didn't quite like the sword. Uh, all the 
what was the other big thing? Like the hammer. The hammer. Yeah, I yeah. got to hammer. It's way that. too slow for me. Yeah. yeah, way too slow. The the spear just had that right balance of pokey pokey. So did you guys and collect was... all your cards like a full hand before you dropped, or would you would you just go as soon as you had enough? Oh no, I'd, I'd wait till I had a full hand. Yeah, unless it was dire and I needed health, which which this game is not too hard, so that rarely happens. Uh, yeah, I was always wait till a full hand. Did you guys partake in any of the shenanigans you can do with the, the deck? Like, you know, allowing you to draw eight cards? Yeah, I got that one this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. This does have standard deck building shenanigans where if, if you understand the systems, you can kind of... Uh, break it a little bit, but it looks like they definitely accounted for it. So I don't know if it's considered breaking it or not. I don't think so, because like very much like anything else, if there's a break or a cheese or something, generally speaking, it's by design. or the, It's not like the developers are like, oh, by golly, I didn't realize people would do that. <laughs> you know, very rarely does that happen. Um, All right. I, I didn't, oh, sorry, I was just going to say, I didn't do much else other than look at the trophy list and decide I was going to try and draw eight cards. And I put myself in this really awful position where I had three of, you know, three of the draw another cards. Yeah, that's what cards. Yeah. I had that while I was stuck and I think I was fighting like one of the nanny or one of the, one of the bo- nanny boss fights and I couldn't do anything about the deck I had. So I really, I really had to work hard to progress in the game. I was like, no! Yeah, I had the the same, time. I did the same thing. I did it just before where the fight were odd and the only weapon I had was the sword and it did like no damage. So it, oh. it, that fight took like half an hour when I think it probably takes five <laughs> I um so how do you guys feel about the we'll talk about the let, let's call it the adventure side of this a little bit later. Um how do you guys feel about the chess minigame? Almost like that Mario Party where you had to move the chess piece around and you had to hit certain spaces. Did you guys get on with those at all? I, I quite like that. I, I'm a sucker for a puzzle and I ended up looking forward to those bits more than the actual combat in the end because I kind of once you get a system, the game becomes progressively easier for some strange reason because you get better at your system and everyone just yeah. seems to die. Whereas those puzzles really kind of just had something else to it and you had to do them for the trophy. So, like... I have, I'm claiming the Platinum Trophy, despite the fact that it doesn't show in my trophy list, because one of those puzzles glitched or something. It's like a known, <laughs> it's a known thing, and Zoink are working to patch it. But it didn't catch me as as completing one of the puzzles, which is a pain in the bum. They're great. They're, 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 oh, I'm they're glad I got thing. the Platinum then. Yeah, it's, it's something weird with the last puzzle, the second last puzzle you do. If you do it, and then immediately do something else it doesn't remember that you've done it and there's no level select, there's no nothing else there's just, you just yeah. scuppled I, I had a similar bug with the, the first one you get where you knock on your own door the the, the, oh, yeah. the achievement popped but it's not recognised in my trophy list for some weird reasons or my achievement list So, um, I, just one thing though, I love these I, I don't like the avoidable or sorry, the missable trophy list or achievements, but I like the fact that they've put so much effort into their achievement list. Like it's, it's good if you're an achievement hunter. It's the same with Stick It to the Man. I thought that achievement list was really good. Oh yeah, there's a lot. It's not just collect every card. Yeah. Do kill every boss. There's like like the knock on your door thing. 
Yeah. It was like, oh, okay, it's a nice little flavor yeah. thing sometimes. And the good thing is, the I found the missable trophies in this to be really well flagged by the narrator. So when you're knocking on the door, it's like, you're not you're not going to knock on the door surely again. You would knock surely again. Yep. you yeah. would. And it kind of goads you into doing it. It does it a few times with, there's that, there's another one where... Is it when you try and open the door to Threeville? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too before, early. yeah, but too early, and he's like, "I don't think you can open that door. Don't even bother trying." And then you try, and you obviously get the trophy. I, I, the narrator made it those wee moments, and most of the game for me. But the, it was well. Just... Let's talk about the narrator for a moment. Um, this guy ranks up there for me on on <laughs> yeah. like I can't think of a game that has a narrator that's bad. Yeah. at this current moment. But yeah, I, I think the narrator added a ton in terms of like personalization for the and the, you know you get this. Uh, ooh, we'll do a spoiler wall later. Sorry, um, but anyway, yeah, you it adds so much just because there are a lot of times where you're just walking through town or you're just walking along this cliff face or whatever, and having that narrator really keeps things interesting so you don't get bored. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I'm gonna go and say I think all the script and voice cast is great like the bit with death um <laughs> you know where you think he's like a silent yeah. <laughs> a silent yeah. boring figure and then he just comes out with this <laughs> like almost death death is pretty good <laughs> almost camp <laughs> uh-huh. like yeah that's that's the death from flipping death Yo, oh, is it <laughs> um death and flipping death is hilarious oh that's great um, and it's flipping death has the same uh, 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 the same view of trophies. It's the same kind of goading you into it. The same comedy. It's it's very good. So it, it's like when I started seeing that happening, lost and random, I felt immediately at ease and confident that it was going to be good because I'd seen it before. Um, yeah. Anyway. I would, now, in terms of like, um, it took me an incredibly dumb long amount of time for me to go oh this is like transistor and um there's also another game called lost kingdoms it's an old FromSoft game if anybody's ever played lost kingdoms or transistor you kind of have an idea of how this combat works now uh, i have a question for you guys and that is do you think there's too much combat yes or or i think there's (laughs) not enough depth in the card building like it needed a bit more or the enemies needed to change or it just got a bit stale by the end. This, this does run into that problem of, okay, there are like six different enemy types and you have 50 cards. So have at it. I, I found that as well. And I, I started finding by the end, it was, Oh, it's another battle. I was looking for the other adventure puzzly type things, the other wee mini cool quests that you got to save someone or do this or that or, you know, flip something upside down or that. Like, I I think they leaned too heavy into the combat and less into the adventure puzzle side of things, which I obviously would gravitate towards. I know that doesn't apply to all of us. Well, that, that's the thing. That's that's how I felt as well by the end of it. Like, I, I was getting mad Grim Fandango vibes from, from this by the end. Like, yeah, maybe not as complex and like I'll, I'll go to the um, day of the tentacle with the gum and the whatever it was <laughs> but uh, yeah no that that was the bit that was keeping me going yeah I think Craig mentioned earlier like major Psychonauts vibes 
off of the non-combat parts of it. I mean, like, like, like some of that stuff I just found super charming, even though it was adventure gamey, which is weird for me. Like, um, like Bernie, when you're helping Bernie with the walkie-talkie, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, I think I got it. There's a scary door <laughs> yeah. over there. It's like that, that was just char- the only time that it really got me, and I may get the number of the town wrong, but where you have the three heirs, is that four? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the battlefield? Uh-huh, and it's that's very back and forward. Oh, talk to such and such, talk, go over there, talk to such and such, littered with battles that you're getting bored of, and you have to do an enormous amount of finagling and conversations to, to get to get through it. I, I That's exactly where I started worrying. <laughs> yeah, um, for me, yeah, that was definitely the town where it's like, okay, guys little lighter on the combat. I mean, at once you hit that point, you're you're very close to the end of the game, oddly, because the last two towns move super quick. But yeah, I, I was with you. That was the one area where I thought I got too adventure gamey and too battle focused, and it just started to wear on me, but it does pick up. And like Luke said, the voice acting of all three of those heirs and even what is her name? Nishka, I think. Mwah! Beautiful voice acting. Okay, so uh, really quick, I'm going to throw up a spoiler wall here because we're obviously going to discuss the story. If you haven't played this, um, just briefly, you guys, what do you guys think in terms of the story? Like, I think this would be a story that's kind of worth playing the game for. I mean, it's nothing major, but it is a fun, enjoyable story. Um, yeah, I I got the, the, the thing that rung with me was the David thing i can't remember where he nicks the baby labyrinth yeah i was gonna say that as well the labyrinth yeah. It, yeah so he next that's the whole kind of thing is that your sister's been essentially kidnapped by the queen and you're going to save her and you have to overcome all these obstacles and i was like it's totally labyrinth i'm, I'm totally digging that it's it's not really an aesthetically or any other way there's no cod pieces and bowie there's just you know like the game Bowie's but I, I do I, I know the story itself it's it's a dice based battle game, and everyone accepts that you know if you you live in one town, you're at the lower caste of society, and if you're a sixer, then you're at the top of society, and they knit that into the battles. So you have to roll a dice to fight, and then they have this whole thing where kids, when they turn a certain age, have to roll the dice. They knit the theming of dice related randomness. You know, like random is king. Or random rules. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, it, random rules. Yeah, everything's knitted into the point where I do, th- I do think it would make a fairly cohesive, like short film or so. It would be pretty decent to watch. Yeah, let's give this to Leica. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Sure they, I'm sure they can nail it. Yeah, I, just to, I, exactly what Craig said. Like, I was, I was thinking today this would be a great film to watch with a, a kid that's maybe just what, just wait to hit teenage years. Like, yeah, yeah, Coraline era. Yeah. Because it, 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 it has that perfect, uh, like, especially towards the end, it has that nice mix of, oh, things are getting a little horror-y right now. Yeah, Whereas yeah. Before they were fun and adventurous. Like, like those heads. Man, those heads. Yeah. and the, You turn the corner, you're like, oh, oh, hello. The, the bag man, um, or the bag boys, the brothers as well. That, I thought that bit was a bit creepy. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. yeah uh, what's his name? Shadow Man? I like Shadow Man. I like what they did with Shadow Man. It's super cool. Um, the, here's here's a question for you guys, like uh, specific era, er, area, not era. Um, when you're at the end in the Crystal City, let's just leave it at that, right? Like all the Crystal area, and you run across all the jail cells. Were some of those references to earlier games? 
because there were some super specific references there. Oh, I didn't, I didn't pay. I'm sorry, I didn't pay enough attention. And to be honest, there likely was no one seeing because there's some um, stick it to the man references and flipping death and things like that. Like there's some very clear calls from each game. Yeah, they made a lot of things about like adventurers that seems to be in their own head mm-hmm. or things like that. And I'm like, okay, that sounds really like a reference to something. Yeah. Well, that's that. Um, that one specifically was a reference to Psychonauts. Okay. Okay. That, okay. I wasn't sure about that. Right. So, so both games this time reference mm-hmm. Psychonauts. Yep. Pretty cool. Uh, that there's our, our thread between the two games. Uh, mm-hmm. They both reference Psychonauts. Raz well, does better in one than he does in the other. I think they both can draw pretty strong lines to Psychonauts. To be perfectly honest, like they're both got their similarities in places. Yes. All right. I, I, I guess I guess I could see it. I mm-hmm. guess. Like at this, it's in terms of the way the adventure game side of it plays. On the Alice side, it's in more in the combaty, platforming type stuff. The madness, the of. I was it. gonna say, there's there's that mental. Yeah, part there's of there's the Alice. mental bit in Alice. So I think Psychonauts is a great bridge between the two games, despite the fact that it comes out before one and after the other. I can't remember. Or it comes out before <laughs> them both. Yeah, yeah, it comes out before them both. It's it's. Uh, okay, um, so in terms of the story, first off, uh, if if Zoink is listening and you have a little bust of Dicey, and if you would like to send that to me, I'd really appreciate it because Dicey is flipping adorable. Uh, I don't know if you guys had your kids with you, but like Abby sat and watched a good half of this game just because, oh, hey, look at the little Dice guy, he's cool, and then the Manny shows up. Um Here's the thing, right? Like, was the story enough to drag you through each town? Like, were you tired of a town by the time you were done with it? Um, not tired of a town apart from the the battlefield. And I, I knew why I was there and I knew what I was doing. It just it irked me slightly. It went to no more sages, eh? <laughs> it went to, oh, I've just yeah. got to do these three more things and he's got to do this and then oh of course that I've got to get you something and by the end of it you know like you you basically walk up to an NPC and you're like right what do you want me to do don't need to the first line out you're what is it you what do you want and that I think that's that's what got me but the rest of it no I I really enjoyed the towns um yeah like 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 was it is the battlefield three uh no battlefield three is a different game completely. Okay, that that's got where you fight on the Isle of Oh Man. Right? <laughs> uh, um, hang on, I'll just I'll tell you in two seconds. Keep on talking. Yeah. Yes, it's it's three. Okay, so yeah, um, I also think it doesn't help that. The moment you find out what's going on in 3, you're like, oh, I know how this story is going to develop. Like, I honestly didn't think they were all going to murder each other. Would have been a nice twist, I guess. But as soon as you hear, oh, okay, I know what's going to... I didn't know it was Shadow Man necessarily, but it's like, oh, okay. All right, that's not a big deal. Uh, Do you guys have a favorite town? I I really liked... um, Is is Forberg got upside down town? Upside down... Nope, nope. Yeah, so, Tucson. Yeah, two, two. Okay, right, Tucson. 
because of the mayor because it seems like you're in Oneville or whatever it's called and I looked up the names of these and I'm, still, I'm not even getting it right you're in the one place and it's quite one craft one craft you're in one town and it feels <gasps> really like grot not grotty in a horrible way but it's very watery docks type thing Tucson Tuville tu- Tucson Tucson uh, yep. is a town and it has a mayor and the people respect the mayor and then you go and see the mayor and there's an obvious upside down mayor and t- top of him sucked his head I loved that whole yeah, thing I loved that, the fact that, that you had favorite. to go up and sort out that and then the boss was that thing to get him back into the this is very spoilery for that whole level but I loved that whole arc I, I, I loved everything I loved the characters yeah, that the are character like hi there how are you doing today and then like they all of a sudden switch and they're like fuck you <laughs> like everything was based on twos split personalities duality of man type stuff I loved that and, and then you run into people later on in the game who are like that and they're like oh maybe I should move to Tucson like, yes, <laughs> should go um the the um Royum the, the uh, upside down yeah. mayor yep the rhyming yeah. thing got old, and then it got funny, and then it got funnier. Like, yeah. like I, I thought it was a great way. To, and the fact that it was still going on in the boss fight, yeah. I thought that was wonderful. Uh-huh. There was so much uh, character yeah. in in that. It's great. The way they finalize that as well, where he like he finally gets it right, and then he he, he, like, he like loses consciousness <laughs> and goes back to like yeah, that was great. Yeah, for me, Susan was definitely the highlight. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of gameplay, probably is is five the factory. No, uh, oh, it would be yeah. Sorry, four. The one with the with the the role master was, I think, my least favorite. It just got a bit tedious. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The, the, um, uh, for lack of a better term, the gambling town. Yeah, yeah. That one. That one. Except for you got you had the Bag Brothers. Bag Brothers were really good. Mm-hmm. But just running around that town, uh, also I, that was the one place where I did run into a bit of a glitch with the um, scary stories, like find ghost stories for the dude that was oh, selling yeah. them. Oh nope, yeah, I nope. had I had the same thing. I I had a quest marker for it, and I I think I found all the stories, and I was like, I don't want to progress because I don't know if I've done it, and I I, I had I'd got everything. Um, there's some funny things like that that just. The, the trophy doesn't pop until later and you don't know if you've got the requirements and it's oh yeah some i mean i'm I'm not bashing it in any way shape or form it's still amazing but no that's very like 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 small critiques of yeah. like all right um if you're gonna do these trophies make sure they pop the moment you do it otherwise you quest and again that's only for people that care about trophies um highlight of forberg is probably that lady that's waiting for the dude that you're just like no oh, yeah. no stop waiting <laughs> uh-huh. stop it I liked her quite a bit. Um, uh, yeah, the factory. Yeah. For me, I thought the factory definitely had too much combat as opposed to story bits. Yeah, like yeah. meeting all the people. Like, oh, this is the lady that paints the cards, and here's the gluer, and like all that was kind of cool. And that end where they're like, okay, hold them off while we do stuff. That's cool. That, that was fun. And then you have all that Bernie stuff. That's just great. I love Bernie. But uh, that was the place where I was really starting to get fatigued with the combat it's like oh come on guys yeah and i it's you can't do that thing that i quite like doing because in things like maybe psychonauts i'll just pick 
uh, as one and other things. You can quite often in games, if you get a bit bored of the combat, you can just run by your average draggy people, but no, this locks you into every arena. You're like, oh, no. Yeah, I, I think that's a bit of old school design that they probably should have left because um, even the end fight, right? Like the end boss with the queen doesn't rely that much on knowing the combat system inside and out. Yeah, there's not even that much like, of a quirk to it. Um, it's like, yeah, I melted the, the queen yeah. by the time we got to the end of it. It was just like, oh, I I'd learned this stuff like four hours ago. I was glad so, I did it as well, speaking, to be honest. But like, oh yeah, do you, do you guys kind of feel like? I think I was trying to think why I was getting so not bored, but like ready for the game to finish by the time I got there. I think it was just because like basically it's just a big corridor or there's maybe slight paths that run off it, but it's not like you didn't really get much freedom when you did get it. Um, it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of depth. I think that's maybe what didn't help with it. Oh yeah. This is very much a linear adventure. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I don't mind linearity. I know Craig is just like falling over dead because <laughs> linear is a bad word, but linear, I'll linear you in a second. Uh, well, I I think if this was more open world, then the story beats wouldn't have hit at the right times. Yeah, I, for me, the linearity I was kind of okay with, only because, and within each town, it did give you a really clear notebook of stuff that you might want to do. And that's what kept me going. So within each town, you had to maybe backtrack and find someone. And, you know, you had to find a hidden switch that you pinged to get an elevator to do something. Like, I think each one was self-contained enough. And it, it works with the story. You're you're working through six distinct or five distinct zones to save your sister. So it kind of works like that like if it was open all it would be would be big gates until you completed all of the previous requirements if that makes sense yeah until you got more pips yeah, yeah. so i, I kind of I, I liked it I, uh, um well, in, in terms of uh exploring the towns can we agree this is the most useless map oh, that oh, has yeah. ever been since near automata I was going, I was about to say, but nears a thing, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of um, liked it though. To be honest, it like it. Oh, I would love to hang them on my yeah. wall, right? Mm-hmm. It lined up uh, with the signposts as well. Though. Like it was, you know, you, when you came up to a signpost, it's like this way, that way, yeah. this way. Yeah. I used the signposts. I've, in fact, near automata, um, the crown for me was taken by control. The map in control is <laughs> a living nightmare, but because it's a government building, there's so many signs that you're okay. I'll look at you making excuses for control again. Control is. Fin- I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm not. I'm not even. Um, I'm no. Odd. I was just going to say you're the odd man out. Damn it. Good man. Uh, okay. So let's talk about the length, right? Because this. I'm not a huge fan of super short games. Like sometimes they're just short enough to where you feel a little cheated for paying as much as you did. And sometimes they're super long and they're called Tales of. And you're like, oh my gosh. Just end. This is really at a perfect length for me. Like, I, it could have stood to be a tiny bit shorter in terms of keep... Because the only thing that really kept me going was the story. And I would have appreciated a little bit more story bits at a faster pace. But I, wa- I was ready to be done with this game, but happy by the time I hit the end of this. I'm, I'm the exact same. Like, the whole... 
I, it's quite a broad spectrum, but maybe six to twelve hours for something adventure, puzzly, three D, exactly in this. So your Psychonauts thing, even two D, like stick it to the man and flipping death. All of those games should sit in that bracket. I think if this was twenty hours long, you would be smashing your head against the wall with the combat, or you know. Something yeah, I think it give. was 15 hours for the Platinum for me. Yeah. So, I mean, perfectly timed. If I didn't want the Platinum, I probably could have had it done in, like, 10. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To be honest. I think, um, I think they were aware of that as well. There's definitely, like, parts of the game where it feels like they've taken a knife and cut some bits out. Um, Like, the bit with the... I've got I've forgotten the guy's name, uh, the arena guy. Uh, there's a bit in that where you just like oh the high roller. Yeah, you, you suddenly in a fight, and the next minute you're on the street, and like what what happened there? Like, there was no explanation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. This is uh, oddly enough also going to be a shorter episode. Like I I think we've talked about everything we wanted to talk about with this. Uh, is there any other points you guys uh you, i would like to say the composer uh, super good job uh-huh. everything had a really nice kind of like it's weird to to call music slanted but all the music sounded slightly yeah. slanted 45 degrees it, it was it was a really good soundtrack yeah i music was great like i think just as an over the way the whole game is presented is great it's got a heap of polish all over it and the music and like no bugs no glitches no nothing other than that one trophy thing which i will never forget uh i I think (laughs) it's just like a really well presented game and it's it's i I can't wait to see oh god final thoughts never mind um well i mean i mean they they did leave it uh very much on not a sequel hook but open-ended let's say i'd be curious to see if they can take these mechanics and add more depth to them or if they would just go for a completely different mechanic yeah I, it's it's strange because if you go from um stick it to the man to flip and death they're two very similar games but flip and death builds on everything that stick it to the man did and just made it better so i'm wondering whether a further refinement of the the mechanics might be these guys thing i haven't really pulled through the rest of the catalog to figure it out to be honest uh, there, were, there looked like a lot of licensed games to begin with, like most studios. It's just catch as catch can when you begin with. Um, all right, so should we start wrapping up with final thoughts? It's probably, we'll probably pick it up in Alice, but how did you feel? Like, I did, I said in the intro, I totally not only I thought spiritual successor to Alice and I've just played Flipping Death, I know what I'm in for, and then it get you start rolling a dice and cards come flying out, and I'm like, the fuck? Like, how did you, how, what did you expect going in and how did you feel? Because I told, I didn't even, I couldn't comprehend this being a battle mechanic before this game. You know, it's no, unique. No, I- yeah, as soon as as soon as you uh, start the intro and you do like that gladiatorial <laughs> beginning thing, I'm like, oh, 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 ooh, and then I was like, oh, this is this is cool, right? Yeah. Like, like this is Lost Kingdoms, or I think Folklore even did this. Okay. Uh, yeah, it took me completely by surprise in terms of battle mechanics because you're right. I thought, okay, it's going to be kind of a God of Worry brawler kind of thing. Uh, nope, nope. Uh, so props to them; they really. Bucked expectations on that one. Yeah, I don't think I've played a similar mechanic game. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but it's. Well, you haven't played Transistor. 
I have, but I don't know if I'd consider it the same. It's the, it's the deck building thing. Like, there's, they've got a few different ways they could go if they were to do this again, um, to improve it or to, like, yeah, I, I, if it, if they do do a sequel, I'd love to see them like focus on what, like, combos or cards or, um, personally, I love like the thing I love about Slay the Spire is, you, you have cards and you build a deck, but you don't really define or you can't carry a, a deck into a, a game the way you want what happens is you you get cards from your larger pool in a run and then you you have to try and figure out how the game is wanting you to play in that run and that that's a bit that's fascinating and it'd be great if they did something like that but maybe asking too much there yeah well maybe a larger deck and with more random draws than like having to okay this is my hand this is what i have to work yeah. with let's do yeah. something yeah that that would be interesting um okay so i'm hoping that the sequel is based on the janitor that was there <laughs> talking all the cardboard cutouts yeah. um really reminded me of craig you'll know because you're you know <laughs> tim Schafer. Woo. um who, what's the name of the guy that's the head of the camp ford crueler Ford Cruller, yes, um, yeah, it reminds me very much of that. I hope the sequel is based on him, and it's just a talking simulator with a bunch of cardboard cutouts. That would be fun. Uh, so let's let's wrap it up then, because no need to um, beat a dead dice, I guess. So final thoughts, gentlemen, on Lost and Random. Yeah, I'll 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 go first, just for the sake of it, because I've already said everything that I need to say as usual. Uh, like I really enjoyed this game. I didn't know what to expect going in. I have newfound excitement and respect for Zoink, and I can't wait to play whatever it is they release next. It is something that I would say, like, I didn't pay full price for Lost and Random, um, uh, but I would have, and I will pay full price for whatever they bring out next, because I'll just buy it. Uh, it's, it's, really, it's really kicked up the developer a notch, and I love the game. It's, yeah. I was given away as a child as well, so it really hit home hard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How do you follow that up? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I hadn't even heard of this game until I saw it on the spreadsheet. Uh, that, oh, we use the spreadsheet spoilers behind the curtain and all that. <laughs> um, Way to go! That was our 100th episode special. Uh, yeah, no, I've I, I, didn't know anything about this game. Didn't even know it was by stick. I I thought that developer had just kind of faded away, but um, yeah, I, I really really enjoyed it. I think I really liked their like twist on like fairy tale sort of. It felt like it could have been like straight from a Wizard of Oz film with a slight twist, you know. Um, uh, yeah, I I I really enjoyed this game. I think it's perfect length. I paid full price, and I I don't regret it. It's, yeah, it'd be a, a game I'd recommend. So. Definitely check it out if you're into that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say uh, God bless the Swedes because yeah, Zoink that now made it to my like list of hey, keep an eye on what these guys do. Um, I guess we could have talked about it a little bit, but whatever. Uh, I think Even is a great character. She's a lot of fun, and she's just the right level of snark where she doesn't get on your nerves. You're just like yeah, stick it to the little man, I guess. Um, but yeah, I I think almost everything about this game is laudable except for if you're playing it in one sitting like i i whammy this out in like two sittings 
if you're going to play this, um, maybe play it a little more episodic, and that might stop the combat from getting on your nerves I, I played a little this bit. One for four weeks or but, yeah, three the, weeks. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't help. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, yeah. Then uh, never mind what I said. Yeah, I, th- I think I think once they nail the combat to this, I don't know what they would have to do because I'm not smart enough to do that. But if they can tweak the combat to where you're always enjoying being in combat, then they would have a winning formula here. Because there's not very many games like this, and it's really cute. And that's a weird thing to say, but it is. Um, so yeah, uh, check this out. I, I think it's definitely worth it. Um, EA Originals did something cool, and um, that's great. All right, so we're going to end this episode. My gentlemen, recommend me two games based on cards. Solitaire and Slay the Spire. <laughs> All right, we have a we have one. Uh, what did I mention earlier? Gwent, the the full blown. Okay. Oh, oh, the Thronebreaker game. That's cut. No. Yeah, that's no. It's not cards. Yes, it is cards. The Thronebreaker. <laughs> oh my game, gosh. It's loosely cards, so I'll give myself that. Uh, Thronebreaker. Persona Five has cards. Craig. What? Persona Five has cards in it. You know he's leaving those calling cards. Like technically, yeah, uh, I suppose. And did you say um, Spider Solitaire? Sorry. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay. Ooh, right. Nobody's going for free sell. I'm. I'm. Ah, uh, I'm surprised. What I mean, like, there's not a lot. What are your card-based games you would recommend? Oh, uh, well, I mean, Luke said Slay the Spire. You got the Card Slinger. You got Hand of Fate one and two. You got Lost Kingdoms. You've got Folklore. You've got it's all the Magic the Gathering games. No, I'm not. What's the What's um, the poker game that's got folk feel like Borderlands and stuff in it? There's a oh, uh, Night of the Inventory. What? Okay, that didn't ring a bell, but whatever that is. Is it Poker Night at the Inventory? Yeah, where it's like Brock Sampson and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Claptrap. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, go with that. There's, there's a ton of games that have card. Armello? Armello is a good card-based game? Guys, guys, you need to broaden your horizons. Shuffle your... Armello shuffle almost your made it onto the spreadsheet. Because that, that's an interesting game. Anyway, um, yeah, Luke, I stole yours, but do you have any? I said Slay the Spire and, and Solitaire. Yeah, no, okay, all right. Okay. Not only did you, you didn't just steal it there, Luke said his, and then you said Luke's and said, Luke, pick more. <laughs> They're mine now. That's basically what you I, just did. I named like eight, okay? I played I played a reverse card. I got all of his cards. Oh, Uno. And there you go. The on, like the online version. Oh, do you, hang on. I've actually got a good one I've remembered about. Okay. Tabletop Simulator. It's a web-based uh, game that has a library of so many different yeah. card games, like Uno or you know, like po- your usual poker, rummy. Is it not a mini clip? Is that no? We used to play that at college. I can't remember. Oh, but this this is like a full-blown since lockdown development. <laughs> they had um, <laughs> what's the one where it's for the dodgy one with the black cards? That's all in Helvetica. Uh, cards against I humanity is that? No yeah, idea. cards against humanity. Well done. Okay. I would never have got that from that description. No, me either. <laughs> anyway, um, got a bit excitable there, oh, sorry. Yeah, for Tabletop Simulator, Craig, you're officially the most boring person in this Ooh. fucking cast. All right, I should close it up. Uh, okay, so thank you very much for listening. Um, next week, we are doing Alice Madness Returns. We kind of gave that away when we talked about it a little bit, but that is a game that has been a very long time in the making, because... We have feelings about it. 
if you have anything to say about Lost and Random or Alice Madness Returns, you can hit us up at thebiteffect.com, where you can also suggest a game if you'd like, and we'll get to it as quick as we can. Um, I'd be super curious to see how many people, A, played this, and B, came away with it um, with negative feelings. Like, I'd be very curious. I haven't seen too many, like, straight negative reviews. And you can't trust Metacritic because they're all a bunch of weenies on there. So, thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time on Alice Manus Returns. Say goodnight, gentlemen. Night. Goodnight, gentlemen. Hey. Even knew she had to find her missing friend. She gathered her courage. Square of shoulders. And then... I just want to go home. And realized that she just wanted to go home. I will do you a favor. You want this garbage back? Yes! Well, go. Home.